Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So Diana, we were talking just to back up just a little bit, uh, talking about how you started to begin as your son was three years old, that it might be a good idea to take him to church and that even you might be able to learn something. So pick up right there, please. Okay. I will. And it's um, it's to your point earlier when we were talking out there, mm-hmm. you know, you people have their story mm-hmm. and nobody can argue with it. Well, I, I will go now to my work at the time. I was working on DOD, for a DOD, Department of Defense, mm-hmm. contractor mm-hmm. on things like that. I had a fellow working for me who had been in the service, and he was a subject matter expert. We were doing training devices. When we hired Terry, the vice president at that time said, you need one and he'd be good. The only thing about him is that he is a little, he's very strong in his Christian beliefs and so on. Uh, If you can handle that. I said, if he knows his stuff, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) So So if he can debate me, I'm in, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, I really wasn't. I know it. You didn't care one way or another. You're like, I just want to talk about work. That's right. I didn't care about the person. Get my job done. Mm -hmm. So Terry came, okay, and he he was he did know his stuff. He was a nice fellow, and he knew his stuff. Well, he put down every day he would come in and just have a few little little oh, what do you call them? tracks. Mm-hmm. He never spoke about them. He just would leave them there, mm-hmm. and we would go to lunch. You know, um, he would say a prayer, quiet, silent. Mm-hmm. I'd roll my eyes. And uh, so, <clears throat> now this is all before the decision, but it leads mm-hmm. up to. Mm-hmm. So, and when you drove in the car with him, he had Christian music on. I thought, oh, for free. Oh, I know. Crying out loud. This oh, is just, the world. I mean, you no got stop. I know it. <laughs> We and were so got, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said, you know, you got that on Sunday. What do you need it in your car for? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there was Terry. Well, when we decided to maybe do this, comes the idea of maybe doing this. And so I went to, who can I talk to other than my husband who might have some? I don't know what he thinks, but I think I'll talk with Terry before talking what we should do or where we should go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I told him, I said, Terry, could we have lunch? I have I have something I want to ask you about. He said, okay. And so we did, and I said, here's the deal. Here's my son. I'd like him to grow up and know something about Christian values and so on. So I'm thinking about going to church. What do you think about that? Because I knew he, I never spoke about it before with him, but obviously he knew mm-hmm. something about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a good choice. So Terry, I never forget, he kind of was probably thinking like I have sometimes, how shall I approach this? And he told his story. 
Mm. And when he was a pilot and so on, it was really, it was very moving. So I thought, okay, he, he shared that. And then we got on to the discussion of church and what that does. So I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And of course, there was nothing to say. There was no debate, no argument. It was his story. Mm -hmm. So then <clears throat> I asked him, well, well, what do you think? And he said, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think it is really important for a young child to grow up with these foundation of Christian beliefs and so on. And, and that is what our country is. He, reinforcement it is what our country is built on and it and it is so i said okay well i i can't really go to the baptist church cuz they're all pretty crazy <laughs> and i just and I, so i don't know i guess the methodist church and he was very quiet for a moment and then he says well, you know, I happen to be a Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck your foot in your mouth then. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And he's not crazy. So that's what does right. that do? <laughs> What's that do to my thinking? I know. That's right. It did. So he said, but God doesn't care where you go. Mm -hmm. And that was really important. He said, just you pick a church you feel comfortable in. If it teaches the Bible. You're good. So, but I, I was grateful that he didn't make me chew on my foot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm -hmm. In any case. So there was that. <clears throat> and so we ended up at the Methodist Church. I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. If you want to edit it, that's okay. But in any case, we were there, ended up being there. For nine, nine years, almost 10 years. Well, I was learning not much. And, and to me, it was like a big social club. And I thought, you know, I've got a lot of lot on my plate. I don't really need another social mm -hmm. club. Um, we had went there because we knew some of the people and so right. we went to a small group and all the time. And you can you can find those things anywhere. Yeah, you can. I mean, it just yeah. But it was little things like in the small group, and they were talking about evangelistic things, and there was a video that they played about evangelistic. And I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. What does that mean?" And they said, "Well, uh, well, some people really feel like you should go tell everybody about Jesus and so on," and they. Um, we're obviously stumbling around about it, and they, okay, don't don't you all believe that? Don't you believe in telling people about Jesus? Right? Yeah. And they said, "Well, well, yeah, but you know, you do it, and you have a good life." And and I said, "Well, if you don't say anything, how do people know it's because of Jesus?" Mm -hmm. Well, how do they? I mean, you may lead a nice life, but there's a lot of good. Atheists who lead mm -hmm. nice lives too. So, right. so anyway, so that brought up a whole discussion. I said, "There's something wrong," but when it was really wrong is when the, the wife of one of our dear friends who was in that class got cancer. Mm -hmm. 
And she was, she was in her 40s at the time, and it was bad. And she did die from it. But she left our class. I, I, this was really mind-boggling to me. And she said, I, I won't be back for a little bit. I'm, I'm going to this other place because I have to learn how to pray. And mm -hmm. I knew we were in the wrong place. I said, this, this can't be right. This mm -hmm. can't be right if you have to go someplace else to learn how to pray. It's not right. So that was number one. Number two, strike two, was I took Derek to the Baptist uh, thing for Easter, mm -hmm. the big program that they had. And we did, we took him in during the crucifixion and all. And when they were doing, my son, who was at that time 10 years old, started crying beside mm -hmm. me. I didn't know what was going on. And when it was over, I just put my arm around. I said, what, are you okay? And he said, yes, I just never knew that's what Easter was really about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My whole point in going to church was so that he could know these things. So I said, okay, Michael, this is it. I don't know what we're going to do. Number three, another couple had moved over to the Baptist church who was our friends, and they had said, you need to try it sometime. And then his mother, we had invited to the Methodist church before came. His father had died, and we moved her up to Palm Valley, and she didn't want to go to the Methodist church. We had taken said, I want to go to that church up there at that Baptist church. That's where I want to go. I went. So we took her thinking she would be, we would get her situated, and then we could drop her off. Mm -hmm. No. We ended up here then, mm -hmm. and it was Pastor Mercer there. <clears throat> we learned more in that first. I did. I can't mm -hmm. say it. <clears throat> learned more in that first sermon than all those years at the Methodist Church. Truly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we left there talking about the theology and the Christ and the so on. Every single time we talked about it. And so we just moved over at that time. I still wasn't there. I still wasn't there. I did ultimately watch my son, and this is what does give me hope with him, walk the aisle, and I was glad for him. I was not an atheist at this point. I was agnostic. I couldn't. You cannot make yourself believe. Mm -hmm. I wanted to believe. I prayed every time. Yeah. But. You can't make yourself do it. And so I remember <clears throat> in the small group, then I started watching, okay, I'm, I'm trying to do this on my head, maybe. And I started listening more closely with my heart in small group. And, they, and I, well, I could hear people would say, God laid this on my heart. Mm. God did this for me. He helped me in this way. He did. And I first time somebody said, God spoke to me. And I thought, oh, oh. Just like I thought, they're a little, but I still was <laughs> listening. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> That's right. They're a little wacko. <laughs> but they weren't. I mean, they kept, they were, uh, and I thought, wow, I do. I want this. I wish 
with all my heart. I could do well. God says, if you seek me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he finally, he when I in his own good time, Bailey Smith came. We were right. singing. So I was there every night because we sang. And I listened to him every night. And he did the one thing there that night. Uh, if Do you know, do you know if your name is in this book? And he walked over to like there was the book of life. Mm-hmm. Do you know your name is in here? Now, he said nothing that I hadn't heard. Not one thing that mm-hmm. I hadn't heard before mm-hmm. at all. But God was there. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I'm, it's time. It's time. And it was, I mean, I just was frozen in place when they, they gave the invitation. And I had a friend who was always part of the council, mm-hmm. uh, counselors, the Iran. That one, it was the last night of it, and she came up behind me. I was just standing there in the aisle. There were people talking to the to the uh, pastors up there because Pastor Mercer had said mm-hmm. at that time, if you have any doubts, come. Talk to one of the, I've gotten a lot of phone calls from people who aren't sure, and I just was standing there. And I couldn't leave because I knew with every fiber of my being, if I left, I, I felt like it would be over. Mm-hmm. That I wouldn't. You lose control. No, that God was no, that God, God was drawing her yeah. now. Yeah, <clears throat> right if now. You left. That's right. He might not draw you right. again. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I did, couldn't go forward. There was people had already gone with the counselors and my friend Joan came up behind me and she had just not had somebody that night. Huh. Mm. And she said, hi, Diana, how are you? And I said, not good. Mm. She said, what's wrong? (laughs) I said, I'm not saved. She said, what? I said, I'm not. But I want to be, and I am, and I felt God's presence everywhere and knew he was there. I didn't think it. I knew knew. it in your heart. Mm -hmm. It was more even than my heart. It was everything. It was my whole being, the whole, I felt his presence all around me. And it was like, I was giddy. Mm -hmm. I was giddy. I mean, some people cried. I'm was giddy. Oh my gosh. He's real. Mm. He's real. Oh, true. Wow. It was a moment that I, I never, joy just, I mean, and people talk about it, joy was the thing. It just permeated every fiber of my being. Mm. And from that moment on, I, joy, when people Mm. would say anything, how do you, joy, Mm. People talk about crowns of like joy, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that wow. that's where it came, and then since then I have just been growing and growing, and I I am so thrilled whenever God uses me. And I have to tell you one little thing yes. right after it wasn't long after that I had been doing experiencing God, which was. 
after that. Wonderful. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. It's an amazing. And there are people in there that I had not known before. There was, there was I don't know, maybe 12 of us total. And um, Judy and Tom Smith were leading it. Yes. Self and so that was over. And it was wonderful. Art and, Art and uh, Pat no yeah. Decker were in there as well. Mm -hmm. So after it was finished, I was getting dressed one morning, not thinking about anything, just happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. And I heard a little voice. <laughs> said, <laughs> you need to send this cow some money. I said, what? Mm. Hello? Yeah. I mean, I don't just send people money out. At that time, I surely didn't. I worked hard for it. Thank you. Just as that's where I was mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, huh, this is maybe this is what they're talking about when they say, I hear God speaking mm -hmm. to me, telling me to do something. Okay, and I got finished, you don't finish combing my hair. There it was. Yes, do it. Okay, so I, I debated it. You know, I said, okay, I'll do this. I don't know exactly how. Should I give it to the church? Or should it? And I have to find out where she is, and I don't even know what she's, what would I say to her? I mean, it was all this going on. And finally, and then went to the next day. Got overnight to the next one, and he said, okay, now do not wait. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I said, okay, but you're going to have to tell me what to write because I have no clue. I called the church, said, here's, I need her. Mm -hmm. Got a card, put in the check for the amount. It was there. Mm -hmm. Wrote as, I, I don't know what to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm being used in some way. I have no idea what this is for, but mm -hmm. God bless you. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt totally at peace after that, totally, utterly at peace. And then, and then, I got a card. Again, it was three weeks later. And she said, I have to tell you what happened. Since I'm now, she was getting ready to go. I didn't know her. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, other than in there and in that context, but she was getting ready to go to college. And <clears throat> she was going to a, uh, some Christian college of some kind. She lived over at the beach somewhere. <clears throat> her parents were not well off. And she said, I was getting ready to pack. I was going to be leaving on Friday. My car had developed a problem, and I took it to down to the, uh, deep, the mechanics the car, yeah. mm -hmm. And she said, and this is what had happened, and it needed this work, and it would cost this much. She said, and I just started crying because I didn't have that, and I knew my parents did, and I cried all the way home. And I thought, God, you know, I'm trying to do your will here. And then this happens. What am I supposed to do? And she said, and that's the day your card arrived. Mm. That's how God works. Goosebumps. Awesome. It was. <laughs> it was. And I've never doubted him since. And he's yeah. told me to do some weird things sometimes. <laughs> And we just do them. The yeah, results are them. them. That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. That is great. And you know, it's it's amazing to me um, as I watch you from year to year. You know, in your spirit of love and joy that you talked about, mm -hmm. and how you share with other people in the service, and how God takes us out of that 
selfishness uh, and puts us yes. into service mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And that's a great, you're a great example of that. And thank you mm-hmm. so much for sharing your story. And I'd just like to end with a couple of of verses, um, Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, mm-hmm. for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone yes. who believes, from the atheist, the agnostic, yes. to anyone who just doesn't know God, who mm-hmm. has, has no idea um, and is just lost and in mm-hmm. need of a Savior. And then Titus 2, 11 through 14, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly, worldly passions and to live self-controlled, un- upright and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for his works. And God has redeemed you. Amen. And he's redeemed me and Lindsay, and he wants to redeem you and the time that you've spent with him. And so if you're listening today, I pray that God will bring clarity to your hearts. And when we say heart, we mean the causal core of everything Mm -hmm. that makes up who we are. And so if you'll just continue to listen, if you have any questions about that and you want to make a decision for Christ today, I hope that to find hope. So continue listening at the end of the podcast because we share how you can do that and we want to help you in that. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you join us next week and have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.